point is Brown. His shot deflected and stopped. Rebound scored! First team is a vagina pass for this strong query on the doorstep. One of the man advantage is under eight minutes to play. Here's a second deflected in front. Zach Stringer on the doorstep. Second of the season for Zach Stringer. Now gets it to the blue line for Spolzel. Midpoint shoots, deflected, score! Goals in back-to-back games for Braxton Whitehead. Now Howell moving ahead for Bernard. He's got a breakaway. Here we go, Bernard, score! Back-to-back matchup for Bill. Welcome into PatsCast, the unofficial Regina Pats podcast with your hosts, Chris Clark and Kevin Shaw. All right, it's uh, Sunday, Jan 15. It's episode 125. Cut off a couple huge wins. Kind of nice to see some big wins, isn't it, Kevin? It's fantastic, especially against two upper echelon, upper tier teams. It's, it was, it's nice. Yeah, the atmosphere is electric both nights. And yeah, a couple big wins over big teams. But before we get into that, I should go back a bit. First, I want to touch on the new logo. Thanks to Kevin. It's been out there a couple weeks now. It, he did some great work on that. The feedback's been all positive and it looks great. So thanks a lot for doing that. Yeah, making it nice and new and, and looking good. Thanks. What <laughs> um, other thing maybe to touch on before we get into everything? We've, we forgot to mention Suzilev. He's been on a hot streak lately. He won Rookie of the Month for December. We didn't touch on that. But uh, yeah, he's he's really been on a roll. And there's a tweet that came out today. From Jeffrey Brandau, you know he's he's leading the the rookie scoring race, and then uh, with 50 points, he's the only player with at least 20 goals or 50 points. And uh, his, his his 30 assists alone would be fourth in scoring. So it's good for him. He's been on a hot streak here, three games in a row with multi-point games. He's been impressive. Um... After a little bit of a lull, when when Bedard was gone, he, he's turned everything back on. He's got the skill, as he proved uh, with his, his goal against Portland. But yeah, uh, yeah um, it's he's been impressive. Yeah, that, they've kind of switched up the lines there. Um, we'll we'll get to that. We'll you want to get to that later? Okay. Yeah, we, yeah. we took, let's talk about the trade first, okay. and then we'll get into the games. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll start, yeah, with the games. So Sastoon, you know, Sastoon was here, you know, after Christmas there. And it, we talked about that. And it was just an ugly, ugly, ugly game. And then, you know, with Bedard now back and Svozl his first game back, it was night and day difference. Like, it was a competitive game from the get-go. Right? Like, what? Like, it, Yeah, it was like the Pats got a little bit of swagger. They got their swagger back. They got they had Bedard back, and they got Valis or uh, Svoza back, and it's almost like they got the swagger. And they they were able to skate with Saskatoon. Yeah, Saskatoon, that's what I mean. Yeah, they're they're usually running running you into the ice. Or like they they just skate, 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 and the Pats kept up with them pretty good. It was yeah, that's, it was nice to see. You know, I wasn't physically at this game, but I watched it at home, and that's what it seemed like. It, it seemed like they were with them and. It, in the other game, it was just like Sassoon just skated him into the ground. Like it was just, it was just capitalizing on turnovers and and all this, and it just it was just an ugly look. And 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 Friday night, it was just totally the opposite. Like it, it was like there they were, had a whole totally different team. There were still turnovers, but when you score seven goals, it it helps. 
Yeah, you make you make a couple mistakes in your own zone or whatever. It, it, it's okay if you if you score seven, it's it's okay. But no. man, this it's it's totally totally different hockey. It, it looks I don't know I don't know what to say other than that. Right, you get you get the first goal, Saskatoon responds, but they don't let that get to him. You know, that was a to... quick response. That was a fast response. Yeah, like thirty seconds later, <laughs> that was a bit of a theme this whole weekend actually, but. They, they kept on it, right? Then they get a couple in the second period, right? And then, again, kind of a, a late goal, right? At the end of the period, Sastoon, you think, okay, maybe, maybe you know, Sastoon gets some momentum. Got but a little then, bit of the uh-ohs in the mind. Exactly, <laughs> right? It's 3-2 going to the, the third period. You know, you know Sastoon's a solid team, and it's like, all right, let's tighten it up a bit. But they come out, they score right away, you know. Shorthand, like that shorty yeah. by Whitehead, that was That's nice. beautiful. Yeah, nice pass from Bedard and then Whitehead that's his second second straight shorthanded goal good to see him getting it on a roll here and then yeah then all of a sudden boom the middle of the period Sastoon scores but Regina has the the answer with three goals in like two minutes it was it was it was hard keeping up typing <laughs> yeah doing doing the recap I I was I was you yeah, said you I mean, didn't I, even I, see the one goal because you were typing I, I, for the previous goal yeah, I, I missed the last Saskatoon goal because I was yeah, typing for the Vallis goal. So, yeah, yeah. It was, I had to watch the replay. <laughs> right. So, I mean, two guys just make that much of a difference to this team. And it's, I mean, and then even Stringer being back too, like he isn't, I, I don't know, like he, he's he got some skill, but he, it's a different skill, right? Like he's going to be a hard worker in front of that net, banging, getting, crashing. Getting dirty, getting into yeah. dirty areas and screening. Like that seems to be his his knack is getting in front of the goalie. Yeah, he's he's a really skinny skinny character, but he just gets in front of the goalie. I don't know. He's just got that. He's got that ability. Yeah, and he he talked about it in the post game that he uh, that's that's what is he did that back to minor hockey like that was his thing like, and so that's I mean that's what the Pats seen him in and seen in him and that's what they want him to do. They got him on that PP one and. You know, that's... And for a guy that's got bad legs, feet, or whatever, blocking shots in the penalty kill, just I don't just know, cringe, like, right? Every time he every time he takes a, a big block, I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. He gets up, skates off. Like, I know. You just dude. you don't want to be that. Like, oh my god, is he gonna get hurt? But it's like, oh my god, is he gonna get hurt? Right? Like, yeah. And he talked about it. it it's been a tough go for him, and it, and he said that tearing his Achilles was just in uh, in summer. He was just doing sprints, like just some regular training and and I was back in I think he said May so it's been a long process and uh, and everybody knows that that Achilles that's a tough recovery yeah and, uh, from the sounds of it he came back earlier than they were expecting him too so yeah that was a plus a, a little early yeah so I mean he's he's working out like he's you know he's not gonna he's not gonna skate with the per se with these guys and he's gonna gonna I don't think he's gonna have many highlight real goals per se, but I think he's he's there and he knows his role and what he's gonna do and bring to this team. Oh for sure. He's he I, I like I like him in the lineup. And I mean I think that's that's why they moved Armstrong, unfortunately. Like I think me, you know, looking to next to next year, he he's probably penciled in as their twenty, right? I would I would say so with the 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 line changes and stuff for the line combinations against the Portland. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute or two here, but uh, it, it gives you kind of an idea of how, what maybe they're thinking for next year. 
Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how things go next game. Things tend to change on a shift-to-shift, game-to-game basis. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. So I guess we can just go right into that game if you've got nothing else for that uh, one. We've got a, got a, well, Bedard, five points. Second straight hat-trick, five points. How much Biggest... can you talk about this guy, right? <laughs> uh, a lot. All the time because it's, it's unbelievable. Eleven points in two games since coming back from the World Juniors before the Portland game. It was the biggest crowd of the season against Saskatoon. It was fifty six fifty one, and it was loud, electric. The crowd was into it. Every time Bedard touched the puck, the crowd would be ooh ah ooh ah. It was yeah, it was nice to hear. Like the the Calgary game was nice, but this last one or uh, the, the the Friday one against Saskatoon, here in the crowd, it was it was nice. Yeah, I, I like the atmosphere. <laughs> No, yeah, I think everybody is enjoying that, and and John brought that up too as well. He's like, it's nice to see, and it seems to give the team a lift. Obviously, like who doesn't want to play in front of that, right? Like, and a big crowd cheering for you every time you guys, every time they pick up the puck, and you know, obviously with Bedard, it, it, it's a scoring opportunity anytime he touches the puck for him or somebody else on on his on the ice out there. And then you got to give props to uh, Stan Svozil for his his game back, first game back, four, four assists. Yeah, the Svoz show is back, as uh, CBJ prospects on Twitter says. Yeah, <laughs> the Svoz show. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, newly acquired Queering scored in his first game, steel Queering, which was nice, nice gritty, dirty goal there. So it was good to see him get on the board right away. Yeah, and it sounds like I guess we kind of. We kind of forgot about that. We should have touched on that first, but him coming, yeah, I don't know. You get going on one thing and then you forget about another thing, right? So, um, but yeah, he uh, came in Thursday morning. He was in pretty early Thursday morning, got a practice in Thursday and then played Friday. So he's he's just right, right into it. So that's good for him to get off on the right foot, a quick goal here. And he said he hadn't scored in a while, so it was, it was nice in general to, to get a goal. Yeah, he seems to be, for, for the limited time he's been here, his two games, he seems like he's going to be a, a pretty good uh, a grinder, checker guy. And it looks like he could play a little bit of center, so that'll help help down the middle for the bats in the, the depth depth department. Yeah, we've touched on that. The The center position is, is struggling in the faceoffs. I mean, this weekend, it, that wasn't bad, I think, in both games. No, it was pretty even on both games. So that's that's good to see. And then, you know... Once they were gets... actually what they were one over five hundred on the faceoffs this weekend, so that's good. Go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. With Stringer out, the, or um, Spencer out, that that's a tough loss down the middle. But uh, it's nice to say he can he can fill a couple roles there. And then I guess yeah, so into Portland, another top team. We haven't seen them in town in person in four years, so it's always nice to see some different competition. And uh, not that they'd struggle, but they've had a little bit of a tough time on the Eastern road trip. This was, I think, their, their final game of the road trip, was it not? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So they had just lost in Moose Jaw the night before. And then they roll in. And I mean, this was a, a kind of a, not to say opposite, but it was a good pace game. But the shots on goal compared to the Sastoon game. <laughs> There was 32 shots in the first period alone in the Portland game, whereas the Saskatoon game only had 50 total. So it was it was opportunities back and forth. 
it was a it was a, again another entertaining game. It was it was a good pace to it. Um, I don't know if there was a ton of high quality scoring chances in that first period, but there was chances both ways. Um, Braxton Whitehead again gets on the board to open in the scoring. That's it was a nice little tip off a Svozil shot, so that was nice to see there. And then uh, and then Portland scores one on the power play uh, to tie it up going into the second period and then that's kind of it kind of opened up into the second period there didn't it the floodgates open yeah well well the first the first little bit of the period anyway the floodgates opened and then kind of lulled for about seven minutes or whatever and then two quick goals near the end of the period it was it was an interest it was an interesting second period seems like it was goal 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 break goal goal (laughs) yeah and there was there was some good chances both ways there. Like Gianuzzi, man, he made a couple big saves. Like legit in, highlight reel saves. In that second period, I still want to see a replay of the one pad save, but the Pats scored soon after it. Yeah. So there was no replay. I would have loved to see a reverse or opposite side angle. I made a huge pad save in that one. But yeah, the Pats get two in the in the earlier in the period. And then uh then boom, yeah, late both teams score one late and again bedard just it, putting on a show right like even the one he didn't score he, he dangled that d-man and put the backhand over the net but oh, yeah like he he the one yeah the the game winner i guess it would have been he come out of the box because he he was it was two penalties uh quid, him and quiz those, yeah yeah him and mccleary both went off for roughing is a bit of a scrum in front of the net there. And then he come out of the box and kind of got behind the D. They weren't paying attention or whatever happened. And boom, he's on a breakaway. And he's got a couple new moves here on the breakaway, doesn't he? Uh, he's, he's opening a new bag of tricks. Every time he shoots the puck almost now, he's doing something a little bit different. Teams are expecting him to, to, to wire it. And he has these little, these little deke and tucks and five holes and stuff. It's just... You, you can't even guess what he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, goalies, even you've seen it last year, they were keying in on that low glove if you're a left-hand catch um, goalie. Goalies were cheating that way because they knew, you know, he's got that such a quick release on his right side. That's an easy spot, right? And so you've seen last year goalies were cheating that way. And so, you know, obviously he's going to change it up now and he's he's got a couple little five-hole deeks going the last couple breakaways we've seen. So uh, it's not unexpected, right? I mean, 36 goals on the season now in, th- what, 31 games? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I, right. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for words talking about him. Yeah, Svozel's got a couple comments on him, what he thinks of his, his output at the World Juniors and, and uh, even coming back here. So we'll hear from him and John from this game. I don't know if you want to go to that now or anything else you got on this game. Let's go for it. All right, we'll hear from John and Stan now here. What has it meant to get Zach Stringer back? Well, you know, I've repeated lots of the record last year over at 12 games over 500 with him. He does a lot of little things like he blocks shots and really, you know, things that aren't real noticeable. And we only had the one today or two. But, you know, his net front presence in the power play last night, you know, he's standing right there taking the eyes away when Connor rips that one. And, uh, he 
we've got a goal off a great play low just being around the crease. So he's an important part of our team. And so that was one of the things that how I viewed it, no matter how things unfolded, is like we were getting a free player in a trade. I thought it was going to be after Christmas, but it was actually a little bit before Christmas. And Zach did a lot of things for us. Since before Christmas, Stan's basically been averaging two points a game. Yeah. What has he meant, and what really kickstarted this role that he's been? Yeah, I'm not sure what kickstarted, but when you got a defenseman, what he's what he's doing now, and had done before in the last game, and when he when he left or when Connor left, he left a little bit separate. He was second in the league in assists in the whole league from the blue line. So. Yeah, I mean, he's a big-time player. He showed that in the World Junior. Um, yeah, truthfully, he had a slow start with us this year. I think for a couple of various reasons, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's a dangerous guy. Like it's, it's sort of it's like having the four forwards on the ice. You know, he can do. I mean, he's more talented than a lot of forwards on our team and a lot of teams. So. Just as a whole, how how was the tournament for you, and uh, what did it mean for your country? Well, uh, we didn't expect before that tournament we'll play final. So I think that first game against Canada helped us a lot because we finished first in group. So we had pretty good uh, opponent in quarterfinal. And then we beat Sweden in overtime. Then we lost in overtime against Canada. But, uh, uh, but that's a uh, that's, uh, <clears throat> first medal after 18 years. So. That, that was huge for us. What was it like to go back home? Uh, that was nice, but uh, but I was here, I was there just for four days, so I saw my family and uh, I was in elementary school in my in my former hockey, t- uh, hockey club, so that wasn't that easy, but uh, it was it was happy to be back at home. What was it like to play against Connor? Why uh, stand in the front? Yeah, that's better play with him than against him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, that first game he scored a goal, but they lost. And then we ended his point streak in the final, but they won. So I don't know. Well, how much fun is it to have him on your team again? With Connor? Yeah. That's fun to play with him. Uh, he's got 14 points in three games, which is unreal, same as. World Juniors, he had uh, uh, four, seven, six, 18 points in three games. That's terrible. <laughs> that's disgusting. I'm sorry, that's disgusting. 18 points in three games. i never seen that before, probably. Don't sell yourself short. You've got six points already just in these last two games. How did the World Juniors maybe improve your game, or did that give you an extra step here coming back? Uh, it's hard to say right now. The World Juniors is a different hockey style than in WHL, and uh, and yeah, I think it helped me. It, that tournament helped me. So so I just I just want to like uh, play my game here. All right. Yeah, Stan touches on his World Junior experience and, and going home, and uh, that's that's such so good for him, right? That that's first medal like you said in in what 13 years or whatever so almost 20 years i think it was 18 years was it oh five something like that yeah Yeah. it's been it's been a long time for them yeah but the save the save of the game is probably the mccleary 
the, the defense right. from Cleary's yeah, yeah. totally stuffing Suzdalev yeah. second period. He had, or is that, that was in the third, wasn't it? Was it in the third? Okay, yeah, it was. It was. It was yeah, because it's on our right, and uh, that's right. Yeah, and he had Junuzi down robbed. and out. Absolutely robs Suzdalev, and then McClary just comes in, puts a stick on the goal line, and just literally robs. Yeah, Suzdalev. That was <laughs> tough to see, but and I guess what well, well, we actually what we forgot about talking about was the disallowed goal at the end. Well, I was going to get to that next. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, that that play. Whew. So Mike Johnson, he he was pretty hot, and he he talked to the ref for at least five minutes after the game. Oh, at least he was he was yelling and screaming and pointing at the video screen because the patch showed the replay at least ten times, like at least. And I mean, so. there is some contact there. Did Bateman actually push him into Sam? I don't think so, but there is a little bit of an elbow like budge there but he did it's not like he cross-checked him into sim it's not like he really pushed him hard like yeah he, he didn't he didn't try to avoid him he, he basically fell right on top of him so that's the thing right he, he's trying to sneak i can't remember who it was but chazowski chazowski he's trying to sneak in between bateman and sim and you know get in front of the net which is totally fine and yeah bateman gives him a, a little bit of an elbow a little elbow bump and then yeah. all of a sudden He's flopping, s- right? S- sprawled right on top of Sim. So take it for what it is. If there was double IHF, guaranteed no goal because of the goalie contact in the crease. But yeah, here the referees and lines have been huddled and they talked about it for a good probably four or five minutes themselves. That alone, yeah. And then they waved it off. And I guess you can't go to video review on that. That's not a reviewable play. I guess so, not. I, I, that's what I, s- the, I don't know. I'm yeah, guessing. I seen somebody mention that whether or not they're right or not. That's what they said. So, but it's it's yeah, like you said, WHL. You're just not sure what's going to happen, and it's a little surprising that they overturn a call like that. That's a little surprising, right? They called it a good goal on the ice, and then they said no. They talked about it, and they like you said at length, and they decided no, no goal. Yeah, it was. It's. I'm sure if if I watched it again, if if, if I wasn't a Pats, I know it's tough, right? You, I probably would be on board with the whole maybe no goal or goal. It depends on the which color glasses I put on, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was a legit goal, but that's just me. Yeah, like I could with see my Pats color glasses on. Exactly right. It's, it's tough to take yourself out of out of a biased opinion. Like there is contact from Bateman, but it, it's pretty negligible. Is is kind of what I'm looking at, right? Yeah, for sure. If that would have happened in the NHL, you never know either. There's there's been lots of times where guys have been bumped into the goalie and vice versa. Guy falls on the goalie, and like one game it's a goal call, and the next game it's not. So you never know what you're gonna get. It's the Western Hockey League. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, the referees and the referees and linesmen are human, so they make yeah. a. They see it live. They don't actually have the the replay, so it was nice to see all four of them get together. Exactly. Yes. They might they might right. have been discussing like their after game plans or whatever, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but all of a sudden, they waved it off. Crowd went wild. Seventeen seconds left. Yeah. That's held on for the win. And I mean, Portland still had a couple chances with it in within that seventeen <laughs> like, seconds. Like I said, they held on to the win. <laughs> they yeah. they held on just yeah. <laughs> face off in the neutral zone and Portland still has a chance or two with seventeen seconds. So Yeah. But yeah, definitely controversial ending there. 
But as a Pats supporter, like you say, we'll take the two points for sure. Oh, yeah. The guaranteed two points. You know, and then Portland's got to sit on the bus on the on the, all the way home thinking about that. And, and <laughs> stew <on> it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything it was, else? It was also it was nice to have a big. They had a big crowd again. Another yes, again another, another 5, big crowd. Four hundred people, so over with about fifty five hundred average over the weekend. Yeah, it was nice to hear the crowd. Like every, like I said, every time Bedard touched the puck, yeah, the crowd just, the, oohed the and murmur. Awed. Yeah, yeah, it was just a woo ah. It was it was nice. It was nice to see nice to see crowds. Definitely, yeah. It just it's it's just so nice to go to the rink and and have that crowd and and win too, right? It's it's that just going to the atmosphere, having that atmosphere around there is is just so enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. And like, kudos, kudos to the the Portland fan bus, the booster bus, or whatever they call yes. it. Yes, yeah. They traveled all the way. They did their whole the whole East Coast or the East Division, Division trip. And kudos to them. And after the game, there was a ton, a ton of Portland fans, family, fans, and friends there. I got uh, the whole one side of the concourse was just full of Portland people. Yeah, it was it was it was nice to see. Definitely. Yeah. No. If I I tweeted out a Sastoon star phoenix article i think it was about the booster club and there's a lady 97 years old that's on the bus here for how many ever days it is coming out to saskatchewan and and manitoba that that is incredible so yeah definite shout shout out to them yeah so i guess moving on that was solid weekend uh but upcoming you know home and home with swift current you know a bit of rival here and not only is it a rival it's two like need to win games so of course they're, they're two key games yeah for sure yeah they're, like not a must win per se but they need to win these games so of current they're, they're definitely key games yeah Pats with, are th- three points up and swift current's got four games at hand so exactly so if you get, can get four points off swift current that that boosts your lead to seven points with uh with the same four games in hand coming out of it uh, Swift Current plays, they, they play one game during the week too, so we'll see how that works out. True, so. yeah. So they'll pick up one game there against uh, Medicine Hat, wasn't it? Yeah, and Swift yeah. Kurtz, they're 8-2 eight and, eight and two in their last 10, so. Yeah, right. They're, so they're, they're on fire lately. Yeah, and they, they made a couple trades as well. They they brought in uh, a D-man, Mason Ward, another the, ward for the, the Broncos. The third, the third ward. Second M ward as well. So <laughs> Um, and then they brought in a familiar face, Drew Englot from, you know, legend Everett Silvertip. I think he was there for all of uh, 16, 16 hours. showers, yeah. Like <laughs> right? Unfortunately, he he lost his spot in, in Kamloops when they picked up... Um, Hofer. Hofer. Ryan Hofer. <laughs> think, yeah. Hofer. So he, he was the odd 20 out, unfortunately. So he went to Everett and Everett... Uh, Flipped him to Swift Current pretty quick. That that's an interesting trade. Uh, Swift Current gave up Raphael Pelche. Uh, he had like thirteen goals this year, I think, and uh, and a second round pick for Englot. Like, don't get me wrong, Englot's a, a great player. Just three goals on the season, but I, maybe they're looking for some more grit. I guess, like, because that's what Englot brings: grit and excellent faceoff. Good penalty um, kill, face-off guy. Yeah, so maybe that's... And, he, and, he's, and he's from Candiac, too. Candiac, yeah, he's local guy. So he's, he's yeah. a local guy, and they, they seem to like their local guys, so... 
yeah, so I don't know, maybe that's what SwiftCurrent needs, they think they need. But I mean, you know, from just from the outside, you're just looking at the peripherals, you're like, you know, they gave up a score for, and a second round pick for, you know, a depth guy, right? Don't get me wrong, I love Englot's game, but that, like, but what we've seen, the prices were high for... If, way, if you, way, way too high for some guys, but Yeah, hey. like, if you, if you want them, people were saying, hey, I want this, this, and this, right? Yeah, if you want them, pay for them. Right? And that, in, you know, after... After we had the big deals on Sunday, there wasn't much per se. Like Monday, Tuesday, there wasn't a ton of stuff going on. Like it was kind of quiet. Just I think just because the 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 deals were or the asking prices were so much, and and you know the Pats they said they were looking to bring in another forward after moving Armstrong, and uh, they they did. They brought in one, but you know that that was it, right? Like I think it just the. Uh, the prices were just too much, I think, to to pick up a nineteen that you're only getting maybe for for this season. And the whole the whole querying trade was announced almost uh, what three uh, three, three and, and a half, half hours, hours. almost yeah. three and a half hours after it was after the deadline. So that was that was interesting. That was an interesting trade. Yeah, yeah, because they had they had the media press conference at four thirty, half an hour after the deadline, and. I was going to try and make it down, but I didn't. But so I listened to the video like everybody else and like, oh, they... It's like we have nothing to announce other than we brought in a player. We, yeah, we've, <laughs> we have a player, but we can't announce it till later. Well, I, I can't talk about it. So that was a really awkward kind of thing, right? Like, so, so it was, it was interesting, but it, uh, it was announced later. And yeah, so they picked up a, a 19 year old forward still querying and yeah, just another depth guy. Hopefully he can help out, like we said, and go from there. Yeah. Um, well, there was there was the, the the chase on trade on the deadline day was a pretty big trade, a first, a second, and a conditional second to Brandon for chase on. So. Yeah, and again, like that's that's expensive. It's yeah, a first, a second, and a conditional second. So that's probably like, if he comes back as an overage or twenty yeah. year old. Yeah. Like that's that's a steep price for. A point per game player yeah like he's not your upper echelon player like what does he have he has only got a what 10 15 goals this year yeah he's 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 i don't know if you want to call it struggling or whatever but that was that's a pretty big price yeah and like, then calgary calgary traded funk to prince george for a um like mcadams and a second and a fourth yeah so that's a pretty big price for for someone too like that the, the prices are just yeah, uh, yeah, they're high. <laughs> and I guess the big deals on Monday were all conditional deals with uh, Seattle picking up Gunther's rights and Portland picking up Wisebat's rights. But uh, I think maybe that Wisebat d- deal is already null and void as rumors had it that if he played one more game in the AHL, that that deal was done and he played Saturday night, so... We'll see what happens, but it sounds like that deal might be done already. And I think Arizona's made it pretty clear that Gunther is not coming back to the WHL. So I was just looking at that trade on the WHL webpage, and it's actually Gunther and a player named Jordan Ramsey and an plus eighth. an eighth. Yeah, those aren't conditionals. Those, those ones aren't, aren't no conditional. And then Edmonton gets Koji Gibson and a fourth in 2024 it looks like yeah and the rest are all plus a bunch of conditional so that there was actual trade there too so. yeah so there's a two players and and two picks one one each way yeah so and then gunther for all the rest of the stuff the yeah. first 
fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth, and second. So, but if Arizona ever did decide to send him back, whew, to see, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle would be rocking and rolling. Yeah, because they did pick up Lambert from Winnipeg. Uh, well, I guess Manitoba Moose, but Winnipeg sent him back. They also sent Chaz Luchas back to Portland. Who I wish he would. I wish he would have played. It yeah, who? Cool to see yeah, they said he wasn't going to play until. Portland got home off the road trip, so yeah, it uh, it is what it is. Yeah, they, that would have been another nice addition for them. I guess we've talked about before, but they're a homegrown team. You know, almost one hundred percent, they don't have a player that's played on another WHL team before, and he would have just been another one. He hasn't played in WHL yet, so yeah, that would have been interesting. They've they've really nailed down that scouting and recruiting out there in Portland. It's un- unbelievable when you when you sent that that article to me, I I, I couldn't believe it. No, yeah, that was wild. So like in this day and age, where trades are happening all all the time. Like some teams, over half the half the team has been acquired via trade. Yeah, yeah, right. Actually, so. probably probably half the, or over half the leagues oh, probably I close bet. to that. Yeah, right. So, but yeah, I guess circling back to Swift Current, we kind of. A little sidetrack there, <laughs> talking about their additions, and we just kept going into the trades. But yeah, it's, like we said, Swift Current, that this could be that's a hot team, like you said, and it's 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 really key games here. Like you can't lose both. You gotta at the very minimum uh, split, but two wins. But the team is rolling, right? So two wins isn't out of the question, right? It's not on a, uh, too high of an expectation, I don't think. Do you? No, I don't. I don't think so. With with Bedard being on fire as he has been, yeah, I I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count the Pats out for to take both. Yeah, and they're not out of any game as it seems, right? Like no. you looked how bad. Like we said, they were against Astoon with with him and Swozel gone, and it's just just night and day oh, here yeah, 100%, on Friday. 100%, so, yeah. and then you just take on a top team in Portland. I mean, they're at the end of a long road trip, but. That's what you got to do is you got to key on that and and take advantage of it. it Maybe a tired team, and it's not like Pirate Portland looked bad. Like they look good too. They're they're a really good team. Like yeah, they're they're, they're good deep. Uh, right. I, I would if I was a if I was a fan that wasn't a Pats fan, I'd probably like I'd probably cheer for Portland because they have a pretty solid team. Yeah, like they're fourth in the league in in points. Like they're twenty eight eight two and one now. So. Yeah. 59 points you know they're only behind seattle in the west and then uh winnipeg and red deer in the east here and saskatoon's right next to them at 57 points so taking four points off the top you know top two top five teams in the league is is very impressive as as much as this team has been kind of hot and cold all year right they just got to keep it up gotta yeah. bring in the wins yeah steal their, is... steal their own fate not leave it up to other teams they gotta like, like last winning. year yeah Continue winning as many games as you can against whoever you can. Yeah. And then things will fall into place as that happens. Exactly. Yeah. The team's got games in hand. You can't you can't worry about it too much. You just you gotta just you win. gotta win them. Yeah. Just win. Especially the teams behind you that you should be beating e- not easily, but with, on, paper. on paper. On paper you should be winning, right? Yeah. yeah. Should should be wins, but but like I said, so if gotta make them. So if current's hot, you can't take them for granted at all. So Yeah, Swift Swift Current should probably I think they're 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 playing under where they should be. 
Yeah, but, uh, we've mentioned that before. You kind of expected them to take a little bit of a bigger jump this year. Yeah. But it is what it is. It seems like they're they're not getting some scoring from guys they were expecting and getting scoring from guys they weren't expecting, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Vice versa kind of thing. Yeah, and they a little shake-up. A couple players brought in, a couple players moved out, so maybe that will give them a spark that they are looking for. Yeah, for sure. All right, I think... You know, I think that's about all we got for this week. You know, it wasn't a ton of stuff, but we still managed to, to talk about lots here, didn't we? Oh, yeah. It was turned turned into something. <laughs> yeah. Not that there wasn't nothing to talk about. It was it was two good wins, so that's nice to see. It's oh, always yeah. nice to talk about wins rather than struggling losses. Two good wins, two pretty packed houses. Not full houses, but pretty packed houses. And two nice. exciting games, too. Two, right? two exciting games against two top-end teams. All right. I guess so with that. Uh, We will talk to you next week. Have a good night. Have a good one.